Hey everyone, welcome to Tom French Preaching. This is the podcast of me, Tom French, preaching, just like the title says. I'm a guy who lives in Melbourne and does Bible talks for youth and other people around Australia and all over the internet. I'm also the author of Weird, Crude, Funny and Nude, The Bible Exposed, the very best book that I have ever written. For more information about my book or to see what else I've been up to, go to my website, tomfrench.com.au. And with that, let's get on with the talk. I don't know what you are like, uh, but I really like getting free stuff. Like free stuff is really exciting. If you can get free stuff, then you know you should, you should get as much as you can. When I was a kid, I had this little book. It was called Free Stuff for Kids. And then I got the sequel. It was called Free Stuff for Kids 2. And <laughs> the, the way the book worked was it had all these different things in it that you could write to all these different organizations and they would send you free stuff because kids love getting mail. Now, I don't know what you guys were like when you were kids, but we actually got mail when I was kids. Like people would send us pieces of paper with stamps. It was great. It was really exciting. And we'd love opening up and go, oh, it was the only way that you could communicate in those days. So I was like, yeah. So I'd write a letter and I'd send it off and all these different you know, companies would send stuff back. Like you could write off to, um, you know, like a... a car company and they'd send you stickers and pamphlets about cars and you'd be like whoa this is great or you could write off to the national parks and wildlife service and they'd send you like information sheets about possums and kangaroos and flowers and uh, you get that and you're like whoa look i got this stuff and then there was one which i really liked it, you could write to um, the milk company in victoria and you could ask to join the m team and when you joined the m team uh, then you would be part of this team of kids who loved milk. And then you got these, every like month, you would get like a newsletter with news about milk. And there was a comic about milk and these team of kids who would go around and give people milk. It was, I don't know why I liked it, but it was great. They even had like jumpers and hats you could wear. And so it was really fun getting free stuff. But as I've gotten older, I've realized that the reason why you get free stuff isn't because people are just really nice and want to give you free stuff, but they're actually trying to get something out of you. Like the M team wasn't just about, you know, helping me feel part of a club, but it was about selling milk. Like there were all these advertisements in the back for Big M milk, which is like flavored milk in Victoria. And I always then wanted to go out and drink Big M milk because I was part of the M team. It worked. The advertising worked on me. And these days I know that all these people on the internet who offer me free stuff are just trying to get stuff from me. The thing that I told you about uh, where I got Chris Pratt's uh, address so I could send him my book, you know, that was from this service where um, it was a celebrity, you know, address service and they were like free one month free and I just had to sign up with my credit card and got a free month it was great so I signed up with my credit card I got a free month and I could get as many addresses of celebrities as I wanted and then at the end of the month I just had to unsign up and then it'd be fine but I forgot to so then I got a whole nother month and I paid 30 bucks so that I could have the address of like Miley Cyrus if I wanted it but I didn't use it. So in the end, I got one address and I paid $30 for it. That's a lot of money. Uh, and, you know, I've done all these dumb things like signing up for, to go to the gym. Like you get like, you know, two weeks free and then it costs you like $600 when you forget to go in and turn it off. Like it's all these free stuff is just about getting stuff from you. 
Uh, or if they give, get free stuff, sometimes they just want your email address so they can spam you. Like when I, my, the next book that I write, I'm going to give away for free so I can get people's email address so then I can email people. It's all about getting stuff from people. Now, when we, uh, as Christians, we are called to love people. And we want to think about what does it mean to love people who are outside the church or outside Christian land or outside of fuel? How are you going to go and love the school? Now, if you go out to love the school, people are going to be suspicious. They're going to be like, what do you want from us? Like, why are you doing these nice things for us? Why do you love? Why are you kind? What do, what do you want to get from us? And the truth is that when we go out and we do kind things for people, we do want something from them. But what we want from them is not that they would, you know, give us money or give us their email address. But what we want from them is we want to give them more. We do things for people. We love people so that we can give them something greater. And that's the knowledge and love of Jesus. So we do kind things for people so that they might know Jesus. We know that we are people that Jesus came and he gave everything for us. So we go and find others and we give to them so that they might know what Jesus has done for them. Now, as we look at this passage, we see that there's Peter and John and they do loving things. The one particular loving thing for this guy. And we're going to learn from that how we can go out and do loving things for others. And particularly, what is that going to look like in your school? So quickly, as we look at this story, it starts off when Peter and John are on their way to pray at the temple. And this is what they're doing because uh, they, as people who are Jews, who have become Christians, they're still continuing to do the Jewish uh, ways of praying. Because as people who know Jesus, the Jewish Messiah who has come to earth, they are not like, oh, we're a whole new religion now. They're like, we're continuing to do the same things because Jesus is the fulfillment of this great religion. So they're, they're just continuing to go to the temple to pray. And as they're going along, there's this guy who is probably there every day. Like here's a guy who has been lame from birth. He hasn't been able to walk. And everyone would know this guy. Because this is the guy who, when he was a baby, he couldn't walk. And when he was a little you know, toddler, he wasn't toddling anywhere. When he was a kid, he, was, he couldn't walk. Like, the whole time they've known him, here is a man who couldn't walk. So he would probably just become part of the scenery, part of the furniture. And every day he was probably somewhere around the temple, maybe next to this gate, the gate called Beautiful. And they would have seen him all the time. But at this point, they don't walk past him, they stop. And they see him and Peter says, look at us. And so the man looks at them. And there's the first thing for us to remember. When we, are, if we're wanting to be loving the people around us, the first thing that we need to do is just to keep a lookout. Because we could easily miss opportunities we have to love people and to do kind things for them so that they might know the love of Jesus. But we will miss them if we don't see those opportunities. I spent six months of last year doing a job where I was a gas meter reader, which means that I would wear high vis and I would go walk to houses throughout a suburb and I would go and find their gas meter. Now, if you have gas in your house, then it comes in through a pipe in the street and then it goes through this little box with some numbers on it and that counts how much gas you use and it goes into your house and then you can cook things. And there's the job of one person 
uh, who has to walk around each one and look at the numbers and put them into a machine. So that was my job. I was that guy. I'd spent a lot of time hanging out in strangers' yards, which was normally, you know, pretty dull. But every now and then, weird things would happen. Like I got chased by a few dogs and I saw a lot of men in their underpants. But most of the time, uh, it was pretty, pretty uninteresting. But what, I, what happened to me over that time is I got really, really good at finding gas meters. Now, I don't know, who knows where the gas meter is in your house? Yes, yeah, some of you, but most of you don't. And the reason is because you don't need to know. Like, it's not that important. Like, who cares about a gas meter? The only person who really needs to know is the gas meter reader and maybe a gas technician. But I got really good. I could look at a house and be like, oh... There it is. Uh, there's the driveway there. Gas meter will be there. And they're like, there it is. And so I can find, like, I, it's a really good skill to have now because I can impress Emily when we're walking down the street. We're like, gas meter is there. Gas meter's there. Gas meter's there. And she's like, Tom, I don't care. <laughs> and so then I'm like, gas meter's there. Gas meter's there. And, and it was really, it's just like this, this skill that is useless unless you've got this job to do. Now, I, I suddenly saw things that I never saw before. So I, got, I had to start keeping my eye out for things that just kind of blended into the background. If we're people who are following Jesus and we want to love others, then we need to get this skill to see things that we might not have seen before, to see the needs of the people around us, to see where we might be able to impact their life. Peter and John could easily have walked past this guy who they may have walked past hundreds of times before and did nothing. But they saw him and they saw his need. They kept an eye out for it and they decided to respond. What do you see when you're at school? Do you see the stress of your friends? Or do you notice that someone might be going through a hard time with their family? Do you notice the person who doesn't actually seem to have any friends? Do you notice the person who disappears off to the library every lunchtime because they're too anxious to spend time in the playground. Do you notice those people? You can start keeping an eye out for them because those are, the, those are the opportunities that you have to show them the love of Jesus, to give them what Jesus has given you, and that is his love. So then we keep going. It says uh, this as we keep reading. Uh, when Peter and John were saw, Peter, first of all, looked straight at him as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold, I do not have, but what I do have, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. Now, this is, this is amazing because here is a guy who has never walked in his life. And suddenly, because Peter says to him, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up and walk. He is able to do it. Like, I, that is, this is a crazy story. Like, one, can you imagine what it would be like to be Peter at that point in time? Like, I don't know what was going through Peter's head when he said that. Like, did he know that, did, did the Holy Spirit, you know, really strongly say, hey, Peter, if you reach out and say, get up and walk, I'll heal this guy. And people are like, oh, the Holy Spirit said I'm going to do it. 
And then, like, is that what happened? Or did he, did he like, be like, I don't know if this is going to work. I'm just going to give it a shot. Like, get up and walk, and then we'll see what happens. Did he, like, not even know what was happening? He just got overcome by the Spirit, and then suddenly he was doing it. Like, that kind of thing that happened can happen. Like, I don't know what was going on there. If it was me, I would be terrified. But Peter has the, the faith to reach out and grab his hand and pull him up, and then this guy starts walking. And there's suddenly this guy who has never walked, his, like his legs would have had no muscles and he would have had no skills, but suddenly there's muscles there. He's strong, he's able to walk. Like it takes a, you know, a baby like a long time to learn just how to stand, like months, unless you know, you're me, it took me years. And, like it, and then it takes a lot longer after that to learn how to, to, to walk and then to be able to run properly and then to be able to leap. And like, you know, like some of us still aren't coordinated enough to do that properly. But this guy gets all the coordination and all the skills and all the strength all at once. This is amazing what has happened here. Now, what if Peter and John had just, you know, said, oh, you know, here's, here's two bucks and then moved on. Then they wouldn't have been able to, to meet this man's needs in the way that they did. And so the next thing that we can learn from this is that we can be people who give uh, what we can. Like you might not be the richest person in the world, uh, but you have something that you can give. Uh, I once was at church and I was working as the, the youth minister at my church. And um, I was to, one day I, wrote, I was preaching at church. And I had a, a point in my sermon, which was not an important point at all. It was probably an illustration. I talked about how much I loved pavlova because I do love pavlova. It was, that was what I was going to preach uh, on a Sunday night. Sunday morning, this, this woman comes to church and she's like, Tom, I've got something for you. I was like, what is it? She was like, come and have a look. And then she took me to the fridge. She opened up the fridge and there's a pavlova there. I was like, this is amazing. I was like, do you know what I'm talking about in my sermon tonight? It's about how much I love pavlova. She was like, whoa, God has spoken to me about your love of pavlova. I don't know if he did. I hope so. <laughs> Like, like God really looks out for me. And, but this woman then was like, well, you love pavlova. This is going to be my thing. And so every few months, she'd just rock up and be like, Tom, I made you a pavlova. It's like, yes, this is great. I didn't need pavlovas. But for her, she was like, here is something I can do to bless Tom. Like she, she, there were not a lot of things that she could do for me, but she could do that. And it was great. That was her pavlova ministry. And she had all sorts of different ways that she would bless different people around the church. Now, I don't know what it is that you can give, but when you see the needs around you, you can say, what do I have that's available? If you see someone who is sick, if you want to pray for them, go for it. And if they get better, that's fantastic. If they don't, that's okay too, because if you pray and ask God to do something and he doesn't do it, then he's going to do what's best. And if he does do it, then he's doing what's best. So if you've got a friend who's sick, you can say, hey, I'll pray for you and then pray for them and then say, hey, how are you going? I prayed for you last night. And then they might be like, look, I'm feeling a lot better. And you're like, that was Jesus. I prayed for you. But, it, but maybe, you know, that's not the thing that you're going to do. Maybe if you've got that person who doesn't have any friends, guess what you can do? Be their friend. If there's anything that you are able to, it's to be a nice person and to hang out with them. If you've got some, if there's someone who is, you know, um, worried about their homework, say, well, maybe I can come and sit with you and we can work on it together. Um, maybe we can study together. If you've got a friend, some people who are experiencing, 
you know, troubles in their group of friends. They come and hang out with my group of friends and we'll be kind to you for a bit. Like, they're also... <laughs> for a bit. <laughs> Maybe for as long as they need before, you know, then you could... They can go back if they want to go back. Or they can stay with you. Whatever. I don't know how politics, friendship groups work. Just be kind to people. Give what you can. Like, you might not... You might not have a lot of money that you can give to things, or you might, but, it, but often it's not money that we need to have for people. Just give what you can, and as you do that, you will show people the love of Jesus. Well, the next thing um, that happens is that this guy gets so excited, he's jumping and leaping and praising God, and so then they come into um, the temple, and everyone's gathering around. They see this guy who everyone has known has, been, um, has had the ability, no ability to walk from birth and here he is jumping and leaping around and praising God and so then they they want to know what's happened and so and this is not the bit that we've read but if you look in your Bible you'll see what happens next it says that Peter gathers around and starts talking to them about what has happened and he starts preaching to all these gathered people and tells them this man has been healed not because of me but because of Jesus Christ of Nazareth and then he does the same thing that he did um, before in, in uh, the first talk that we're talking about. And he tells them, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who you killed? And then, they're, then they're, all these people suddenly become Christians. And, and I think 2,000 people become Christians that day because of what happened here. Now, that for him, um, Peter could just have, they said, oh, what's going on? I was like, oh, yeah, isn't it amazing? Hooray. And let, we've got to go and pray. But he took that opportunity to use the good thing that he had done and that God had done through him to point them to the best thing, and that's to Jesus. He used the opportunity to share Jesus. And so that's the next thing that we can do is that we make sure that we point to Jesus, that we make this about Jesus. Because the reason why we love other people is because we have been loved by Jesus. You don't want to make it about you. You want to make it about Jesus. I uh, took a bunch of teenagers away on a, uh, a trip with a group called Soul Survivor. And they did this thing which was called Soul in the Bush, where we, there were a whole bunch of youth groups from all over Sydney and New South Wales um, and some from Canberra as well, where we all went out to like 40 different country towns. And in all these different country towns, we went out and we did things to, to bless the community. So we would like, um, like paint fences or clean up community halls or do car washes or all sorts of different stuff. And we did that so that we could bless the community, but also so that we could love other people because we have been loved by Jesus. And we were told, when you do this, people are going to say to you, why are you doing this? And when they ask why you do this, you say, well, we want to love you because we have been loved by Jesus. That was the line that we had. Or we want to bless you because we've been blessed by Jesus. And so I prepared myself for this. I was like, someone is going to ask me. I've got to be ready. When people ask, why are you doing this? I will, I will be able to say, well, we want to bless you because we've been blessed by Jesus. And then eventually it happened. I think we have been doing a car wash and then for free, and then someone goes, this is amazing. All these young people doing good things. Why are you doing it? I was like, oh, well, um, we, um, we are oh, um, Christian. We're Christians. Oh, youth, we're youth groups. Yeah. Do you want to get your car washed? And then, then they got the car. And I'm like, Tom, you've trained for this. You know what you should have said. And then, and then another person came along. It's like, why are they doing this? I was like, 
we, Jesus has, we, we believe in Jesus and his good and, and do you want to get your card? And a few times, that, and I got better as it went. And eventually I was able to say, you know, we've been blessed by Jesus, so we want to bless you. And people went, oh, okay, good. Yeah, and then they got the car wash. But I, I had to train myself to be able to say, this isn't about me, it's about Jesus. And so you want to make sure that you know that you are preparing yourself so that when people ask, why are you like this? Why are you kind? Why do you pray for me? Why, do you, why are you always the person who sticks up for, the, for someone who's, you know, who's having a hard time? Why are you like this? You can be ready and can say, I do this because of Jesus. The only reason why I can you know, be kind is because Jesus has been kind to me. Or I want to just you know, bless other people because Jesus has blessed me. Whatever it is you've got, be prepared to point to Jesus. Because when we point people to Jesus, then we are giving them the best thing. Because the best thing that you can give people is not your friendship, even though your friendship is probably great. And it's not your kind words, even though your kind words are wonderful. And it's not a pavlova, even though pavlova is is an amazing thing. But the best thing that you can give people and the best thing that you can give your school is Jesus. And so we love people because we have been loved by Jesus and we want people to know Jesus. And so we always always point to Jesus. The last thing that happens uh, that we see in this story is that in chapter 4, um, they get so upset with the, the rulers of, the Jewish rulers get so upset with what Peter and John have been doing, they send people to arrest them. And say, so arrest them for talking about Jesus. They put them in prison overnight and then they bring them before the Sanhedrin, which is the Jewish ruling council. These are the same people who Jesus was brought before uh, about two months earlier, and, Je- and they had sentenced Jesus to death for blasphemy because they were so afraid of the things that Jesus was doing. And they'd killed Jesus, and then suddenly here are these people who are standing around saying, Jesus is back. He's come to life, and now he's healing people. And so these guys are afraid of what's going to happen, that they can't stop Jesus. And so they say to Peter and John, they say, you guys need to stop talking about Jesus. You can't do it anymore. And they say, we, ha- we have to do it. You cannot stop us. We will keep doing it. And as you go through the rest of the story of Acts, you see that they keep going. The, the, the followers of Jesus keep talking about Jesus and they experience hardship for it. They get thrown in prison. They get beaten. And then eventually they get killed for their commitment to Jesus. And the truth is that as you talk about Jesus and as you share the love of Jesus, as you go into your school or go to your friends and go to your family and share the love of Jesus by doing kind and loving things, you will face opposition. And so the challenge to you is to stay strong, to keep holding fast to the fact that you have been loved by Jesus and so you go and love others. And the love of Jesus is not changed by how other people treat you. You remember that people treated Jesus badly, that people put Jesus to death uh, and he did that for your sake. And so whatever you face, uh, you you are walking in the same footsteps of Jesus. There's a story in Acts where where the followers of Jesus, they get beaten because of their following Jesus and they rejoice that they were able um, to be um, persecuted for the sake of Jesus. You are going to face hard times because of your commitment to Jesus. But if you stay strong, then in your staying strong, that will also point to the goodness of Jesus. So stick with it. 
And know that as you do this, you are giving people the best gift that you can. As you are loving people, you are holding out to them the love of Jesus so that they might know His goodness. We are people who can give because we have been given everything by Jesus. So let's be people who give so that our friends and our family and those who don't know Jesus might have the chance to know Him because we have loved, because He has loved us. I'm going to pray for us. Our Father God, uh, thank you that you sent Jesus for us, that he was willing to love, to give us what we needed, and what we needed was our salvation. We needed forgiveness, and we couldn't get that on our own, and we could only get it from Jesus, and he won it for us at the cross. We pray that knowing this truth, we might be willing to go out and love our friends and our family. I pray that these girls will love the girls and the staff and that they will be changing the school with their love because they have been loved by you. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, that was the talk. And I hope it was helpful for you. If you want more talks or to read my blog or order my book or even to book me to speak, remember to go to tomfrench.com.au. It's my home on the internet. You can also find me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash TWFrench or on Insta at TWFrench. And don't forget to give this podcast a rating and review wherever you get your podcasts so that other people might be able to discover it too. Till next time, have a good one.